Welcome to the most forward-thinking, inspirational podcast on the planet. Prepare to reevaluate everything you've been taught and get ready to launch your mind into an entirely new reality. If you've always felt there had to be more to life, more to existence, then you're listening to the right podcast. Get comfortable, pour yourself a drink, sit back, and let your host, Adam R. Walton, expand your horizons. This is going to be good. This is going to be fun. This is going to be mind-bending. Time to think. And here we go. Welcome back to the podcast. Today is, today is today. Today looks like it's Tuesday, August 6th. Oh, that took entirely too long. I wanted to start off with a few things. Actually, before I went with this one, I wanted to do... It's funny my brain the way it works. I want to do everything. I want to get it all in there. I want to talk about absolutely everything. I don't have that opportunity to unload verbally every single thought in my head all at once. It'd be pretty cool if I could, though. So I had been thinking about the forest and the trees. I had been thinking about all the little distractions that we deal with throughout the course of our day and the things that we think are so important and how we correlate it, you know, when you were a child or when you had, you know, think back to your first girlfriend or boyfriend, how important absolutely everything was, only to realize it's not relevant at all. But it was entirely important that you experienced it. Anyway, I was going to talk about that, but I'm not going to. (laughs) I want to talk, I might get back to that. I might circle back to that one. This one could be a long one, could be a short one. I don't know. You and I are... We're in this together, and, and I think we'll both be just as surprised at the outcome of, of what happens when uh, when this episode wraps up. But I will start with a fun thing. I have my coffee sitting on a coffee plate to keep it warm, a warming plate. And I suppose at some point, the bottom of my cup came across a piece of chive. And when I picked up my coffee, it smelled like something delicious was cooking. <laughs> It was just a chive warming up on the bottom of my coffee cup. These are the things I like to share with you because these are the things I know you want to hear about. So let's take a quick look at at one of the things I was actually, I'm going to be talking about. Um, I saw this, I came across this, obviously. I'll get everything else in my uh, my plate here. I came across this one uh, and I absolutely adored it. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. It's a post on Instagram that just clearly states, and it's very well written, quite articulate, very simple, feeling lost, overwhelmed, anxious, take a break from social media, even the inspirational posts. And then in fine print it says, don't type anything if you agree. Just go outside. Just go outside and stare at a tree. And why I like that so much is, I guess... The fact that, you know, we, we live in a world where we live in a high, high anxiety. We do live, we do, the majority of us have uh, anxiety. And there are pills for the anxiety. And these pills cause leaky discharge. <laughs> and we turn to the medical side of things to help us with our anxiety. We turn to society to help us with the anxiety that society created. Anxiety, to me, 
somebody who suffered from it, who initially suffered from it, the majority of my life I suffered from anxiety. Then I became a person who lived with anxiety. And now I barely feel anxiety. <laughs> a lot of that has to do with the forest and the trees. You know, we're probably going to be talking about that. We're probably going to be throwing that in there. There's probably going to be a, a mishmash of all kinds of good stuff. But you can't see the forest for the trees. And this is a saying that we've all heard. We don't have the ability to look at the big picture. Because how could how could we? How could we possibly know what's coming? How could we know what we need to know to deduce what we need to deduce? All we can figure out right now is anything that we can... All we can figure out right now is anything that we can do based on the information that we have. And the majority of anxiety comes from fear of the unknown. Where does fear of the unknown come from? Fear of the unknown is something that's taught to you through everything that you've experienced, right? And there's a, a an underlying tonality to society that says you can't do it. You can't do these things. You're not supposed to do these things. You're not supposed to step out of your comfort zone. You're not supposed to do any of these things. There's a huge collective of individuals, humans, millennials, if you want to call them that, and the ones younger than the millennials, where everyone gets a trophy and everyone gets offended. Ooh, oh no, you're offended. The problem with people who get offended is they talk to their other friends who get offended, who then make a big stink. So the irony of those who got offended now want to share their pain with anyone that's within earshot. They want you to feel what they feel because they were offended. So it's not okay for just them to live in their own ideologies. You now have to take part in their mental fantasy. You have to play this game with them. And that's a topic in and of itself, that's for sure. <laughs> the offended. <laughs> I could go on for hours about them. But let's get back to, let's talk about two things here. And maybe we'll even circle back to the offended because they are a fun group of people to really poke at. I mean, if you get offended easily, you're a weak, you have a weak constitution. I'm offended. And what are you going to do about it? You're going to, you're going to be offended. You're going to make some breakfast. Like what? You know, but at the same time, with regards to the forest and the trees, somebody taught this person to be offended. Somebody taught this particular person that if they act a certain way, they get a certain amount of attention. They then attach their psyche and their ego to that amount of attention. And they can't differentiate who they are without being the person that gets attention for being a whiny crybaby person who gets offended. And if you are one of those people, you're probably offended right now because I haven't been too kind. But at the same time, when I grew up, you could say whatever you wanted to say. Be whatever you wanted to be. You could do whatever you wanted to do. People understood that you were talking with a joke. Look at comedians today. Comedians aren't funny anymore. Everybody's too afraid of what somebody's going to say. Right? And it's not that one person can say one thing. It's that we now have a counterculture of people who want to band together and ruin everything. And they don't understand why. I mean, primarily because they've been trained to do that, but they don't understand that either. And these are also the people that have pro 
their whole lives been watching the television and playing with the iPods and, and, and listening to the news that's been funneled down to them. You know, if you if you look at somebody, I, I once read, I think I've even talked about this. I read this this comment where this this woman says, I had such a hard, a strong anxiety attack that I had to sit down. I wonder what the people walking down the street thought of me at that moment in time. And it's this kind of mentality where she's going to now have other people be like, hey, yeah, no, I hope you're okay. Jesus, it's a tough go and all that sort of stuff, blah, blah, blah. And then everybody's going to band together and be super sensitive and create a giant safe space bubble. Well, that doesn't achieve anything. That doesn't accomplish anything. These people can't succeed and achieve and thrive in a world. However, the trick to all of it is that's the, that's the catch. That's where they want you to be. They want you to be in that position where you're like, oh, I'm too weak to do it on my own. I need help from everybody and the government and this and that. I could go on for hours, hours and hours and hours. But as a sufferer from actual anxiety, what I thought was anxiety, and as somebody who could put myself in the position of that woman, I knew that if I did something as gaudy as sit down in the middle of the street, more people would pay attention to me. More people would look at me. My anxiety would go even higher. So there's a draw and a challenge, and and there's a a fancy in-between land where some people are making shit up. Most people are making shit up. But it's so important to them that they can't differentiate. Like I said, they can't differentiate. They can't pull themselves out of who they thought they were. Now, that's an extreme. That's an absolute extreme where somebody is, it's becoming more and more normal. So I can't even say it's an absolute extreme right now. There's a growing culture of people. And I bet every single person listening to this right now can picture in their head what that person looks like. <laughs> we all know them. Um, it's the feminist group. I'm just going to put it out there. It's the feminist group that even proper, true, uh, legitimate, educated feminists are not interested in talking to. It's a funny group. It's a funny collective. <laughs> it's a steampunk collective of funny people. But when you've got that whole ideology in your mind and, 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 and the person that we're talking about, and I've created a picture, I've painted a picture, we can all point at that person and say, ha ha, you know, I see what I see what he's talking about. I see I see the story. I understand it. I've experienced it. I know firsthand who that person is. But what we don't do is look at ourselves, right? Now, without being so next level and over the top and, and, and ridiculous about shit, we also hold on to simpler ideologies. We, everybody, holds on to a simpler ideology of who they are. And just as that person can't get over her anxiety and then has to sit down in the middle of a street and then have people walk around her and then post about it on social media to get even more attention. And people are just like, Jesus, what is wrong with you? We have our own. We have our own plight. We have our own pain. We have our own thing. We have our own belief. We have our own limiting belief. We have our own thing that says, you know, I'm I'm this and I can only be this. And I've got my car, my white picket fence and my three house, three bedroom house. And I've got this and I've got that. And I am a high functioning member of society. Well, what if you're limited? What if you've plateaued 
as a high functioning member of society. And that's only level two of a 20 level game. You know, there are people that don't want to be happy. There are people that do want to be happy. There are people that find happiness in misery. There are people that live for anxious moments where they sit down in the middle of the street so that they can tell people they did it. And they can feel the hate and live in the hate and point the hate at everybody around them. And that hate that they're pointing and shooting out makes them happy. And these people are to be avoided at all costs because they will do anything in their power to ruin your life simply because they think it's what they're supposed to do. Now, what if you were that person inside your own head? What if you and, 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 and your thought processes behind sort of what it is that you're doing and how you're achieving what you're doing what if you were limiting yourself? What if you were crushing your own dreams without realizing it by not having these dreams? And people can say, well, how can you not have a dream and how can that affect you know, what it is that you're trying to do if you're happy, you're happy, and that's the end of it, bottom line. I don't disagree with that, but I can tell you in my lifetime and from my experience, no matter how happy I am, it's a fleeting moment. Happiness comes and goes. Happiness is getting the most delicious big burrito you can fit into your mouth. That is happiness. And then eating the burrito is delicious, overbearing joy. But now you've eaten the burrito, and it was three times as much food as you needed to eat. And now you're feeling sorrow. It was a damn good burrito, though, and you probably do it again. <laughs> These are the thoughts. These are, this is the forest. The forest that we are unable to see because we're, we're, you know, wait. Can't see the trees because of the forest. Yeah, yeah. These are the trees. These are the trees that we're unable to see or something. It's one of those things. You know what I'm talking about. So a lot of people want to help a lot of other people, and that's a really good thing too. But just like those that want to hurt other people and want to live in their pain and extrapolate upon their pain to produce their own self-worth and, and to create validation to who they are as an individual, a validation that they mentally have set aside for, for themselves. This is how I validate myself. This is who I am. It's through pain. It's through sorrow. It's through anguish. It's through people pitying me. Oh, God. That happens. But on the flip side of that, you know, there's people, there's people that are constantly pushing the good word and the, and the positivity. They don't know who they are without, you know, they can't, they can't associate themselves as anybody other than somebody who's, who's trying to help. And I mean, there's a plus to that too, but you get wrapped up in the help. You get wrapped up in this. And if you are, uh, people have been throwing the term around lately, a light worker, um, or uh, a spiritual healer or, or any of these things. I mean, kudos to you, but you also need to recharge. You also need to step aside from who you think you are to create who you're supposed to be. Um, I've lived my life by a saying that I heard a long time ago, and I absolutely adored it. Help enough people achieve their dreams, and your dreams in turn will come true. And I loved that because you could always be behind the scenes. Because I always had this self-doubt about myself. I always had this... I guess I was a bit redundant, eh? Self-doubt about myself. I always had this self-doubt about 
myself. <laughs> so when you're second fiddle and when you when you sit behind number one or number two, you know, you can pull the strings to your own liking without being without taking any risk. But that in turn becomes the life that you're creating and the, the life that you're associating with yourself. So there's the second string puller. There's the, the anxiety lady that sits on the street. <laughs> there's the light worker that, that is out there promoting positivity and prosperity and happiness. Each and every one of these people are just people. And their mentality and their thought processes and who they are and what they've done and how their past is created and who they are currently and today. These are all choices that we accept. These are all stories that we tell ourselves and live within. You don't have to associate yourself as somebody who's constantly helping. You don't have to associate yourself as somebody who constantly needs the attention of others out of pity, weakness, despair, darkness, yada, yada, yada. You don't need to be the second fiddle. You don't need to be anything other than what you want to be. Yet we've convinced ourselves that we need to be who we've always been. And then when we start thinking about who we've always been, well, who the hell is that? Who have we always been? Because every single person that, every single time we wake up in the morning, it's a whole new everything, right? We just have a little bit of experience, a little bit of ideologies, a little bit of memories. We've added to a pile. Right? And there are a ton of people out there that are struggling right now financially, spiritually, mentally, and they're not taking the steps that they need to take. So there are a lot of people out there that are struggling with struggling with um, with with a depression. Let's go back to depression. Social media is causing depression. People are comparing themselves to what they see on social media. So social media, in and of itself, is causing depression. Instagram is hurting people's feelings, <laughs> and people are still scrolling. So in 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 this beautiful world in which we live. I can say to myself, as one of these sufferers, maybe it's me, Instagram is, is terrible. It gives me anxiety, I say under my breath, as I keep flicking my thumb up. But look at this. I can't look away. I can't look away. Do you realize that you not being able to look away is specifically designed? <laughs> Do you think that you're in complete control? Are you associating yourself with who you think you are? Can you see the forest for the trees? What catches my attention and what keeps me going and what keeps me motivated is the fact that you can shut it all down. You're creating everything. The thoughts that you have, thinking that you need to be a certain way and committing yourself to the thoughts that you need to be a certain way are all simply thoughts inside your head. The ideologies that we hold, the person that we think we are, the person that we think we are is, is, is hilarious, to be honest, because I think I am somebody, right? But there's some guy that I cut off in traffic years ago, and because I cut him off in traffic, he spilled his coffee, and because he spilled his coffee, he went home and had to change his tie or his pants quickly, and he was 50 minutes late to the job interview, and because he was that late, he missed the job. He didn't get the opportunity, and because of that, he lost his house. And because he lost his house, his wife left him. And for decades, this man has hated me. And I don't even know he exists. And he doesn't even know who I am. But because I cut him off in, in traffic, completely oblivious, because I'm not even paying attention to who he is or what he is or what, what's going on, because I'm so wrapped up in who I think I am, I cut this man off. 
and his life has forever been changed. Lost his job, lost his house, lost his wife. Decades of hatred towards me. And I don't know he exists. But it's not over. It's not over. As soon as his wife left, he got thrown into this battle with the divorce lawyers. And there was this paralegal that was trying to help him because he doesn't have all the money. Because because this is what happens in a lot of divorces and marriage. Man kind of gets screwed. But hey, that's a different topic. The paralegal is beautiful and caring and considerate and kind. And she shares a soft word with this man. And this man changes his tune. This man changes his tune, and because of that, he, he asks her out for coffee. She says yes. And beside the coffee that they, they go and have, there's a lottery ticket, a lottery machine, and she says, hey, let's buy one. Just a scratch. Just a instant win, $250,000. But boy, don't they win that $250,000. So the two of them now have each other. They have $250,000. They have a house. Flash forward a few years. The kids, they have kids now. So because I cut this man off in traffic, he's now 60 years old. He has grandkids. He has a beautiful house. He has a beautiful wife. He has everything he's ever wished for, everything he's ever wanted. Now, is that because I cut him off in traffic? He spent the majority of his life hating me for cutting him off in traffic. And then because of that, the greatest thing in the world happened to him. Who are we to associate what we think are our thoughts? Because we haven't been able to extrapolate past anything, really. Because we, we were so caught up with living in the moment that this is what it is. You know, we can't see the big picture. There is no grand victory. There is no, there, I've made it, I'm done. You know, this this ideology, this this this, this incendiary thought process of who we are, It's just our thoughts. It's just us. It's just who we think we are. And I could tell an even smaller story about that. Every single person that's ever met you has a different view of who you are. So the person you're trying to defend yourself, the person you think you are, and the person you're trying to defend yourself to, society, isn't who they're seeing. Any number of things in my life can interfere with the way I see somebody and view somebody. I could be living a negative life. I could be harboring negative thoughts and negative processes and negative everything and think I'm super positive. But if you ask me a question that I deem to be offensive and it's completely not offensive, you have no intention of delivering it in an offensive manner, but your tonality is just a little bit off and I don't know who you are and I've been having a bad day and I take offense to it and I punch you in the face. Well, now you've said something and I've taken offense to it and I've aggravated the situation by... Blowing it up. There is no one person. There is no one reality. There is no one anything. Because everything is always open to change. Always. At all times. You are not locked into being the CEO of a company. You are not locked into being the lock jockey at a car dealership. You are not locked into anything. The belief that you have that you are locked in. That you need to have this. That you need to have that. That's been put in your head. Somebody put that there. And you accepted it. And you built a life around an ideology. You built a life around an idea. You built a life around thinking that you have to be a certain way, a certain thing, do a certain thing. We live in a world where we can be, do, and think and say anything. And if you don't believe that, leave North America. You leave North America, you're no longer under the influence of everything that they want you to see and hear. And this is a twisted country. 
Canada. I mean, look at our prime minister. America. Donald Trump is running the show. And you know what? He's doing a good job. But compared to what? <laughs> what are we comparing this to? Because no matter what, no matter what we come to, no matter what outcome we come to, and this is a huge wrap-up point, every single story that we tell ourselves, every single thing that has ever happened to us, and every single thing that will ever happen to us, is happening inside the forest that we can't see. So when you change your mind, when you change your perception, when you change your path, you're making a mark. You're doing something different. You're changing something. Every single thing takes place in the forest. If the main goal in life is to get out of the forest, then every single thing you're doing takes place in the forest, but you're never out of the forest. I mean, I could be I could be talking in circles and people can't quite see this one. Every decision, every choice, everything that you do, right? All of the stuff that takes place, all of the changes that we make and all of the things that we keep the same, all of the stories that we tell ourselves are all in a story. Let's take the forest out of it. You can sit down and watch your favorite episode of television. Let's just say, I don't know what, Friends arbitrarily because I know some of the names. So you sit down and you watch 20 minutes of Friends and Ross and Rachel go through all this kind of stuff and they, everything, total chaos. The episode begins, chaos ensues, and at the end, they solve their problems and they wrap it up. Or maybe they don't. Or maybe more chaos comes in and maybe more things happen. And maybe more terrible things happen. But no matter what's happening, these people are just playing a part. When you distance yourself from the program of Friends, you're not watching Ross and Rachel. You're watching Jennifer Aniston and David Schwimmer. You're watching two people play out, act out. And that's what you are. You're acting in this world, in this realm, in this, in this, in this thing that we're, we're all taking part in. So anything that you've committed yourself to, anything you know that you and I'm not talking the commitments you make to other people because these are all aspects of character building of who we are of, of character development if you want to stick with it with the theme of the television show there are things that we absolutely mandatorily have to do for ourselves and for other people because we've given our word we've given our commitment but every single thing that we do is a growth opportunity for us everything that you've ever done is an opportunity to grow individually we hide that behind helping people. We hide that behind getting help from people. We hide all of this. We hide, you know, the anxiety. We hide being second fiddle. We hide helping people. We hide being a light worker. We hide all of it behind the story, the forest. Because at the end of the day, every single thing that we do is us. All you've ever had is you. Your mentality, your perception, your your ability to perceive, your thoughts, your desires. It's all only ever really been you. And there's nobody that can take that from you. And there's nothing that you can add to that. Aside from what you think about what you're observing. And all we're doing is observing. And sometimes we take part. Sometimes we take part and sometimes we back out. But our life is a series of events that are designed to help us become who we're supposed to become. So I will leave this by saying... Enjoy the process because we're here for the process. There are no end results. There are only perceptions of things and a process. So enjoy the process. Don't be depressed. It's so easy to say don't be depressed, but, but enjoy the process. 
Depression comes from having expectations. Expectations come from false information. False information comes from media, marketing, all this sort of stuff. False expectations. I want to have a big house. I want to have a fast car. I want to have a beautiful wife. I want to have this, that, and the other thing. Well, you, you want to be happy. Nobody ever talks about happiness. They think that these things bring happiness because they've been lied to. But happiness comes from inside. And when you're happy inside, everything else goes out. There is no, if I get that job, if I get that car, if I get that house, I'll be happy. It's, if I'm happy, I'll get that job, I'll get that car, I'll get that house. We've all got that ridiculously happy friend, and they're pretty cool, and we enjoy being around them. And it's a neat experience, yet we can't relate. So take a view. Take a view of your past. Take a view of who you think you are. Take a view of your perception of reality. Understand that your perception of reality is just a perception of a story. Could be your story. Could be an important story. A story that you're telling and building and creating and manifesting. But you now, at this moment in time, have literally everything, both good and bad, that you have mentally focused on. And that's powerful. Thank you for listening to today's Mental Mastery Alliance podcast. Let the team know you're listening by using the hashtag MMA and Mental Mastery Alliance. Want more motivation? Be sure to follow online on Instagram at Mental Mastery Alliance and on Facebook at Mental Mastery Alliance. And remember, your perception creates your reality. Make it a great day. You got it, Pontiac.